Hey guys, and welcome to the Grow Podcast. We are so happy that you're here. I'm Ashley, your host through the monthly grain segment of this podcast, brought to you by the Landis Grow Solutions Center. So today on the podcast, we're going to be chatting about a service here at Landis that we certainly offer. And honestly, feels like we've put a ton of resources into over the last year, especially. Um, so today I'm chatting with Reese Drenth. We've met Reese multiple times on the podcast. And I'm also chatting with Savannah Carroll here today. So Reese is one of the merchandisers here at Landis and merchandises grain really throughout our trade area now, correct? Mm -hmm. um, and then Savannah is a strategic dispatcher. So Savannah, go ahead and tell us more about yourself. Yeah. So I've been with Landis for four years and uh, just recently took on the role of being strategic dispatcher. So with a focus on on-farm grain pickups. So um, really targeting the people that desperately need trucks during harvest and how we can help execute uh harvest as a whole okay well reese before we get way too far into the weeds on strategic dispatching and all that stuff can you give us the market update yeah um markets are trying to rally here on corn anyway beans are up nicely last week they finished up 40 45 cents they're up another 10 15 cents today um mainly what's going on there is uh, we've had a huge break in the u.s dollar uh, if you've been watching markets for the last couple months, the U.S. dollar has been moving up on all sorts of uncertainty, whether it be Middle East uncertainty or um, U.S.-China relations uncertainty, et cetera. Um, but a break in the dollar means that all of our exports, whether it be corn, beans, wheat, cattle, pigs, whatever, um, they're more competitively priced now um, versus the rest of the world. And that's because when you transact with the United States, you transact in U.S. dollars. So um, if the value of that dollar is less, the value of your commodities less on the global market. So that's been nice. Um, we did see some corn and bean export sales reported here this morning, um, probably because of the break in the dollar. So hopefully we get some more of that. Uh, we do have a USDA report coming out Thursday this week. Um, WASD, so supply and demand, numbers there is it is not anticipated that there'll be much uh change uh month over month but you never know yeah i mean always a good opportunity to work offers right ahead of a wad d oh yeah best time um i always love last night you know before i went to bed uh, we're recording this the monday before it releases just for just for reference but sunday night opens always kind of a mystery during harvest a little bit and so last night as we were cleaning up the kitchen and all the things you know my phone is just ding, ding, ding. And I can see all of the offers getting triggered, which is always really fun. No, it's a good feeling. The farmers are rewarding the market. Yeah. So. Just a reminder to our customer base, um, you, can work an off, you can work an offer. Um, they're really, really great when, you know, we have a huge market report um, react. But also, I'm probably not going to answer my phone for you at Sunday night at 7 p.m. or whatever. So. No, but the, uh, you can't use the portal if you want to. Correct. Yep. To put your offer in. Yep. Okay, well, diving back into kind of our conversation for today. So we're going to be really talking about, as I mentioned before, kind of that push into on-farm grain pickup and the importance of it and kind of some of the things that we've done here in the last year to make that a huge priority for Landis. Um, so we've always done this, at least in my experience here. I think this is my about to be my fifth winter here. Um, and so always have had on-farm pickup um, in my experience, but definitely it feels like putting a huge, huge emphasis on emphasis on as we move forward. So I think certainly the three of us have felt the impact of the things that we have done over the last 60 days. We're kind of just getting out of harvest for the most part. It feels like a lot of guys are wrapping up. We still have some customers going, but 
Reese, when you think about merchandising grain, and obviously from my perspective, then originating that grain for you to merchandise, you know, let's talk about the importance of this service. Uh, why does the why does the farmer need us? Why would he call us? Well, the farmer's growing. Um, you know, just like Landis is growing, just like Walmart is growing, whatever. Um, farmers are growing. And um, it's likely that as farmers grow, the area in which they grow gets further and further away from the home bin site or, you know, home base. And so you know, um, it's important that as farmers, you know, expand their territory, their geography, um, they have a logistics plan to harvest that grain. Otherwise, uh, you can spend a lot of time and a lot of money um, messing around trying to get that either back to the home place or, you know, maybe not the best market um, out in the middle of nowhere, you know, depending on where the field is. So uh, as the farmer grows, um, someone needs to solve a logistics problem for them. Mm -hmm. and the further and further away you get, probably the more trucks you need to efficiently, you know, move that grain back home or to an elevator or the market, et cetera. So um, the service we're providing is a harvest logistics service. It's um, putting butts in seats, um, managing those butts in the seats, which is, you know, not everyone's most joyous activity at managing um, people, let alone, you know, harvest trucks at the time of year that they are um, the busiest and there's the most demand for them. And then also keeping the combine running. Um, as a farm kid, uh, <laughs> there's nothing worse um, than the butt chewing you receive if the combine is sitting. <laughs> and so, um, you know, how you maximize yield, how you maximize your time during the fall as you keep the combine going. And, um, you know, we're f very focused on providing that service um, for the grower, um, again, as they keep expanding. Yeah. So, I mean, I do, yeah, I think it's interesting, right? Like, we've always, we've talked about this a lot this fall. It's It's not just that the farmer doesn't have their own truck capacity. Because I think that's the first thing is people are like, well, don't farmers have trucks? Why would you need to provide that service, right? Sure, that's certainly the case sometimes. Um, but it's often that the farmer doesn't have labor, X, Y, Z. He's farther away. He's grown too large to, you know, be able to service that aspect. And you're completely right. You know, one of the things that Savannah and I do <laughs> while we're lining up these trucks is, okay, if a customer has this model of combine, he has this big of grain cart, how many trucks do we need? How many bushels an hour? On a great day, is he going to harvest? How many trucks do we need to make that filter? Because that's a phone call that we don't like to get is I, all my wheels are full. The combine's full. The grain cart's full. Where are you? <laughs> yeah, I think it's important to touch on all the different scenarios. So, you know, we we service all of our growers. Some people that have zero trucks, some mm -hmm. people that have a couple trucks, some people that just need a couple trucks from us just to finish your yeah. harvest. So, um, you know, the service isn't limited to who you are or what you already have. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, we're here to uh, provide success for you as well. So Yeah. And I think, you know, obviously we're probably talking a lot in reference to harvest, um, but certainly we wanted to go ahead and put this episode out as we start thinking about off-farm grain out of harvest. Um, we probably have more capacity then to be able to take on some jobs of, you know, hey, if you've got stuff in bags because your harvest was so great or you know, you're ready to get some bin cores out. Um, we have availability and yeah, exactly. No matter if you need a truck or two or whatever we can help you with. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's important, you know, as as we approached the end of summer and worked on getting our elevators empty to prepare for harvest, you know, instead of the grower bringing the, 
the bushels to us and then us having to move it again, it was easier for us to provide the truck. You know, they don't, it's not a headache for them. Yeah. You can just go get the green and take it where we want. So talk about that. And I don't want to get into the weeds too much, but oftentimes, you know, if we're talking to a customer about farm pickup, we'll sometimes talk FOB or FOB, right? And so I always say it's on our wheels. <laughs> like we'll take it to the best home. And Reese, I don't know if you want to jump in, right? But that is the beauty for us, right? Of having an on-farm pickup service is we are able to then pick that grain up and then direct that grain to the best market at that point. Yeah. And sometimes that might be a Landis elevator. Mm. Um, you know, truck or rail hub, depending oh, yeah. on where the market is. But um, no, uh, you know, post harvest um, trucking can also be challenging too. I mean, it might be as simple as the trucks parked behind a few other implements in the shed, and you might not want to get it out, right? Yeah. Um, so no, that is um, an area that we're looking at um, growing here um, this year and in years to come. And uh, yeah, to your point, it's all about getting the grain to the right market. And sometimes that market, you know, is a little further away than, you know, what guys are interested in hauling in or, um, you know, sometimes they might have a truck on it, but they might want to get the bin core knocked out this week instead of taking it into next week or, or whatever. And the same, in the same light as where, you know, our trucks helping the farmer can help you or help the farmer at harvest can also help post harvest. You know, time isn't free by, yeah. by any means. So, so Savannah, talk a little bit. We've talked about, you know, the, over the last year, there's been a really big push on this. So give us kind of a little bit of an insight on, you know, what have we done? Talk about first maybe getting, as Reese mentioned, butts and seats. Yeah. So um, in the past, we always just hired any truck we could get. Right. Um, and we were finding that that did not provide the best service to the grower um, or to us, truly. Um, and so... A big initiative this year was to go out and find the local people that aren't driving an hour to get to the field to start their day or driving an hour home. Um, so we had a big push on finding who the local people are, finding people that would commit to us to make sure that we could provide the service. Um, and then also, on the other hand, hiring people to put in an extra 15 Landis trucks because it's it's just a level of service and it's, um, we always joke that, you know, that is our best billboard is the truck in the field. So, um, you know, who can we find that's local to pair with our Landis trucks to make sure that we provide the best service to these people? Yeah, for sure. Okay. And then kind of, you know, the process, right? I mean, you work and, and other people like you work with, you know, originators like myself, we have farmers calling all the time and I always kind of create a wait list in the off season, season if it is for harvest, right? Of I always know that John Doe wants two trucks every single year. You kind of get familiar with your trade area. But then, you know, if you're a farmer listening, thinking, hey, I've got a son or daughter that maybe headed off to college and they were able to truck for me. Or, you know, I think that happens a lot of, um, you know, hey, my labor is tied up doing X, Y, Z. I'm going to need help this year. Get on the list. Call us. It's never too early to get on that that list it is never too early um yeah the more we know the earlier the better as always um i'm a pretty big planner by nature so um it's easier to get an idea of what you want get an idea of where we think we'll take that grain and you know kind of what you run and what things look like and then we try to be as efficient you know with our trucks to provide the best service for you so yeah and then talk a little bit about, you know, I don't know if you have some numbers or things like that, but just, you know, how we've expanded this year um, with this project. 
Yeah. So um, in the past, we did not have this position. This is a new position. Um, so, you know, if we had a grower that went into different areas, we threw them with different dispatchers and we found that that did not provide the best service. So, um, one of the cool things about my position is no matter where you're at in the state, there's a good chance I'm providing the truck for you. So, um, and with that, we've seen a 20% growth, uh, from grain off the farm. And, um, you know, I think marketing perspective, we've been smarter about where we're taking things and how we market this grain. Um, and I think that kind of ties back in with, you know, we have some facilities that are shuttle loaders and some that aren't. So if we have the opportunity and it's on our truck, we can bypass some areas that are not shuttle, shuttle loaders and take it to where we need to go. Yeah. I mean, that grain is ultimately probably going to end up at a rail loader, right? In, right. in a Landis facility, um, potentially. And so I think like that was the point earlier about the fob bid, right? Is like, if we can prevent that just to go from going to a truck house, if there's room at the rail loader, right? Like that's the ultimate goal is it's uh, the more you touch a bushel, probably the less profitable that bushel becomes. So I guess, you know, talking more about this, I think it's interesting. And, and I think we need to talk about why is this important? Why is this initiative really important? Kind of, we've put a huge emphasis on this this last year of, you know, Savannah, you taking kind of this new role and this strategic dispatcher. And yeah, just to be clear, we do have kind of dispatchers on our land, our land is territories kind of divided east and west. And so we have dispatchers on both of those regions, but you are completely separate. So, you know, as you mentioned, um, Savannah kind of filters throughout the state, working with kind of some of our strategic accounts that are just in different areas. And so it has, it's provided such a really seamless, I think, experience for our customers. Um, but Reese, talk a little bit about the service is definitely a lot of work for us to provide. So chat more about that, you know, as we think about this is a lot of time and effort. So chat more about that. Yeah. I mean, a few different variables go into that statement of, you know, picking up grain off the farm is it, it can be challenging. First and foremost, like Savannah mentioned, trucks are hard to find. I think the farmer feels that. I think not only from a person that drives a truck, but truck availability. I was in some meeting a month ago where you might be able to pick up on this a little easier, but don't we have like 15 trucks that may or may not get built in the next year because of the UAW or yes. United yes. Auto Workers strike or something yes. like that? Yep. Yep. That's on yeah. So, I mean, again, butts in seats and also supply of yes. a new truck freight, you know, make that challenging, but it does take a lot of time and effort and you know I think Landis by creating Savannah's position I guarantee you I'll go out on a limb and say 95% of the co-ops in Iowa and 95% of the private grain companies they do not have a strategic dispatcher mm -hmm. um, in charge of leading growth of on-farm pickup um, we feel like that's an opportunity we feel like that's an opportunity as the farmer grows which they will um, and as we grow, we also feel like the amount of money and time we're putting into improving our existing assets and building new assets in our trade territory will only enhance the success of this initiative. When you've got the right amount of trucks to keep the combine moving efficiently and the combines keep getting bigger, the grain carts keep getting bigger, and uh, you need your scale-to-scale -scale time to speed up, you need your receiving capacity to speed up. Um, we feel like we're positioned very well um, 
for the farmer of the future as they grow and also um, to service our existing and loyal customers as well, no matter the size. Yeah. Um, any impact we can have positively on the efficiency of our farmers, especially at the fall and, and post-harvest too, is money in their pocket. Oh. Um, and one of the larger growers that I work with um, on, on farm pickup, um, they put it like that. They said, we view trucks out of the field as a way for us to grow. Um, it's logistics we don't have to mess with. It's very efficient. Um, you know, in this case, um, they're not necessarily interested in putting up bin space because five years down the road, the bin space could be obsolete compared on, you know, yeah. compared to what John Deere, you know, monster combine comes out next. Um, so it does put some risk into Landis's seat, but I think we're in very capable hands with Savannah in our, um, dispatch team, our logistics team. And um, like I said, I think we're very well positioned to keep expanding and, you know, putting money in the farmer's pocket. And I think like, as you mentioned, and you brought up a really good point is we've talked about this a few episodes back with, as we were talking about our infrastructure kind of plans, you know, and, and capital announcements kind of that we made last year, I think probably gone are the days where there's an elevator every five, 10 miles, right? Um, which is really how I grew up. Um, so I think, you know, you're going to see more kind of hub, like a Mitchellville, like a Pleasant Hill, like a, you know, kind of those larger locations. So, yeah, how do we provide the farmer service if he can't deliver, you know, maybe tractor wagon like he was used to, um, like dad did, like grandpa did? How do we, you know, continue to help that farmer farm? Yeah, I think that's a, a good example there. I mean, there's plenty of instances where, um, you know, there's been elevators, ours and um you know, different companies across the state who are not able to operate anymore. Mm -hmm. And those growers, they might not have semis. They might just be tractor wagon people and they might feel hung out to dry. Um, and we've been able to pick up their grain yep. during the fall and provide them with that service. And, um, you know, that's a way to keep their logistics moving too, mm -hmm. uh, especially if the elevator down the road isn't able to operate anymore. Yeah. I think it's important, and Reese, you kind of touched base on the efficiencies, but just, um, you know, I think often farmers are like, well, I want three trucks, um, you know, but we're finding that it's it's not cost effective to have the truck sit in the field for, you know, 20, 30 minutes at a time. Um, and so, you know, what they request is kind of how we push back. And I know, Ashley, you touched on this of just, you know, what size of combine do you have? Yeah, are you running Where are we that? taking it? You know, um, but I think that is a big aspect of what I do that, you know, probably doesn't get talked about a lot is how can I make this the most efficient thing for not only us, but for them as well. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, you know, and then on the flip side, too, of, you know, how often are there breakdowns or rain days? You know, you never know what you're going to get. And so um, from the farmer's perspective, it's a little frustrating to sit in the field with trucks that they've hired themselves with breakdowns. Whereas our perspective and something that we can touch, um, you know, any Landis location so we can send those trucks to wherever we need yeah. to go uh, for an hour or two hours or whatever that looks like. And that um, doesn't cost the farmer. Right. Whereas right. It would if he was running those trucks. Right. Yeah. right. So, I, yeah, I think, um, you know, efficiency is in my job description. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's huge. And I think like it's part of. You know, here at Landis, we talked about we talk about agility a lot, and 
there are so many times that the farmer never even sees there's a problem, right? Mm -hmm. Because you're fixing it, the location's fixing it, we're trying to just recreate, you know, if a, a leg goes down somewhere, right? Um, the farmer may not, might not even know that. The yeah. truck just goes to a different elevator, comes back. You know, it's, it's sometimes funny when I get a call and say, you know, saying, why did corn go to, I don't know, some location? I thought it was supposed to go to Brit or I thought it was supposed to go to, you know, Mitchellville. And it's like, oh, well, they just, they had something go wrong that day. So we just rerouted it. You know, <laughs> No cost to you. No, no basis change. It's just um, we had to do what we had to do to, to keep you moving. Yep, for sure. I think the other really kind of interesting, you know, point that you were talking about is, um, and I think in your role specifically, you've taken a lot of pressure off of our originators, um, especially with our strategic accounts. You know, I have felt um, this fall, right, like I've had so much more time to originate um, rather than try to manage fleet. Um, and so I think it's not only seamless for the grower to only call you, but it's also super seamless for our origination team to worry less about getting trucks to the field and to the right place and to the right time. And then, you know, kind of ponytail this chain all the way back to you where now the customer is just truly calling you, right? And so it's, it sounds really stupid and simple, but it's, it took us a couple of years to get there, I think, and realize that the farmer just wants one point of contact, especially when it comes to this logistics issue. Yeah. And I think with anything in logistics, you know, communication is major, right? Yeah. Um, and nothing's more frustrating than when a farmer breaks down and they call their originator who then calls the dispatcher or a couple of dispatchers that's working on that, who then calls the, you know, however many trucks are on them for the day. Um, and with this, it's just one phone call, mm -hmm. you know, um, and I know exactly who's there. I can figure out, you know, we've put GPS trackers in some of these trucks mm -hmm. so I can figure out who's where, um, you know, do they need to come back? Do they need to go home? Do they need to go somewhere else to transfer for an hour? Yeah. If this is a breakdown, you know, however that is. But, um, but yeah, just one point of contact and then just clear communication, um, you know, from the landis side and also from the grower side. Yeah. So talk a little bit and we don't need to get truly in the weeds here, but talk a little bit more about that technology. Right. Um, you know, we're working with Nationwide on that. But I think also the really cool thing, right, a lot of farmers are using a My John Deere or I don't know the, the case version of that, but I'm sure there's something right. Um, and all of those technologies help us really do a good job at this. Um, and I know that there is so much trust that comes with, you know, having us have access to different tools on your farm. But when we can see where you are harvesting exactly, how much percent of that field you have left, um, you know, how far that next field is completely to the next field, it is a game changer. <laughs> it is a huge game changer. Yeah, I don't think anybody recognizes, um, you know, what all that takes. And I know, Ashley, I've reached out to you of, okay, where are we at? What are the miles to here? And yeah. what are the miles to here? Um, because at the end of the day, it does come down to trucks. You know, if we're going an extra 10 miles and there's a holdup for any reason or a breakdown at a location, mm -hmm. you know, that does cause the farmer to maybe sit and that's not the goal. So, yeah. um, so not only having access to field information and, you know, not necessarily through my John Deere, but just having a map and knowing where we're going, um, and where we want to take that grain because, you know, we can sit and plan in July all day long that we want these fields to go to this location. But at the same time, you know, if that location has something go down, we yeah. may have to pivot and go somewhere else. Um, and and that may require more trucks in the process. So um, so having access to that has really helped. And then also, um, yeah, we worked with Nationwide and got some razor trackers. 
Um, and I think people are skeptical about that. Um, every single Landis truck has a GPS and a forward-facing dash cam in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but we don't have that access with owner-operators, whereas these Brazier trackers are something that they plug into their cigarette lighter. They can flip on and flip off. So if they're not working for the day or, you know, they're leaving the field and going home, I, I don't need to know where you park at night. Yeah. You know, flip it off, whatever. Um, but it's super handy. Um, uh, the last loads of the day is huge. Yeah. Knowing who's coming back, who's where, um, and that kind of thing. So those have been very helpful. Okay. So to kind of wrap this episode up, I mean, I definitely want to give a shout out um, to you. You've done a phenomenal job this harvest yeah. and, and to your counterparts as well um, in the East and the West, Sean and Jared and, and all of our, you know, kind of localized dispatchers as well. Um, you guys take on a lot of work and a, and a lot of breath during fall that people forget about. So um, it's been a good fall, been a good run. Um, if you are listening and thinking, you know, again, hey, maybe I've I've got a son or daughter who was in a grain cart and now I need to ship my people around. I'm not going to have help to do that next year. Um, get on the list. Um, you can do that. You can call the grow number. Um, you can go ahead and just reach out on the contact us page. Um, yeah, just I would say get in touch with us. Um, get on the list now, whether it's for December or next harvest. You know, if you've got something in mind that you think that you could use our help on, um, let's be chatting now because it is a, a logistical problem that we're trying to help you solve. And so the the kind of further out that we know about that, the better. Anything else you guys want to add? Yeah, I don't um, don't don't eliminate this just to harvest. Yes. Um, you know, let's do this year round. You know, there's people that well, dad's in Arizona for the next month and I can only run one truck and, you know, I want to get this bin empty. Call us, you know, we're more than happy to help. So, yeah. And obviously today we are we are truly just focused on grain. Um, there is a whole agronomy dispatch service that I have no idea about, to be really honest. So uh, we'll leave that for another time and place. But if you're interested in grain um, help with on-farm trucking, we would love to help. Um, it's definitely a huge initiative that we're going to continue to push here at Landis and really happy to provide the customer our service with. So thanks for listening. Um, We hope that you join us on the next episode and be sure to subscribe so that you never miss an episode.